Hello, friends. You're listening to the Mana Crypt Podcast. We're uh, coming to you from the Nerd Bar, where mana is always on tap, and life gain is served up neat. All right, all right. We've we've messed with intros, and I gotta admit that's that is one of the better ones. Not as good as Electric Boogaloo, but how you been? Uh, been good, but it's it's, it's hotter than hell. I know, yeah, I, I'm being a mail carrier out in this when I am in a... It's like 15 degrees hotter in there than it is outside, and i got a 6-inch metal fan blowing hot air on me all day that I can't turn off, so... Even during the winter, it's great. Yeah, as I say, my, my, my day job sucks. I, you know, when I am doing what I'm doing, I'm, you know, in an area where it's always 70 degrees and 50% humidity, so it is horrible. <laughs> All right, so last week we had Andrew on. Uh, we had a great time. We love that guy. And our, our last segment of talking about power levels of decks went a little longer than we expected. So we figured we kind of bring that in with our own decks so that way people can kind of get an estimate of our play styles and our decks and stuff like that. So, Well, the thing about bringing that in with Andrew, the, the hard part about it was you really saw the difference between what we thought certain things are and what he thought certain things are and, and that was the whole point i bring it, it and, up and as. there's no there's no true standard out there that no. says this is what a power this, level yeah seven this power is. level is so it, it's kind of justifiable and it, or not justifiable but it's it's you know it's up to the person yeah, and, and again, that that was the point of the discussion because Andrew is a very very skilled player. So while his decks could, you know, eight and a half tails could I could justify be as a seven, his play style and his skill and his strategy alone puts it up at an eight, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So in his in his hands, it's that high, but in our hands, it would be down, lower, down yeah. lower. So uh, let's we'll start off with you. So let's let's start out. Tell me tell me what decks you have. And then we'll kind of go through them one by one, break break them down a little bit. We got a lot to cover today. So. Yeah. So uh, I run uh, Savala Heart of the Wilds. Yeah. Mono green. Mono green combo. Uh, it's it's combo. It is one hundred percent. You know, I'm trying to get infinite mana so I can go ahead and cast all of my big creatures. And Helix Pinnacle to win. And well, Helix Pinnacle is more of just a janky meme at that point because I mean janky meme with infinite mana. Yeah, sure. yeah. We'll, call well it that. I mean, you get a hundred counters on it, and then during my next upkeep, I win. But I usually when I get infinite mana. I can go ahead and win that turn anyway. So yeah. it was just one of those things I did be just just for the fun of it. Um, I I would probably put that deck at oh god I'd have to say like an eight. See, and I was gonna put it at a seven because to me it's it's slow. Once you get going, the game is over. But the fact that anything can get countered of yours and you're you're slowed way the hell down. If I can like exile your your worm, your sixteen sixteen and destructible. Yeah, great worm. If I can exile that, your game slows so much. It, down. it does. Um, there is one card that I need, but it's like a hundred bucks. But it, it helped spin that up. Uh, Do you have the Earthcraft combo in there? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, I think it was a Frexian Dreadnought. It's the the one mana for like a sixteen creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I see, and I I put it at an eight, and the reason I put it at an eight is people who have never played against it don't they underestimate it yeah but like you who have played against it i know what to destroy you target my commander constantly yeah which which really hinders me down but that's why i put it at an eight is because it's 
I, you know, I sit down and I, and as soon as I cast Zavala, you know, everybody's like, okay, she's a target. So yeah. that that's where it's like, okay, this this deck is even an, in even in any other deck that she's not the commander. Again, going back to Andrew because he and I sat down and played some games last week. He ran Zavala in a in just his budget deck that he was playing, and it it did so much value, and it was just disgusting. Well, it it just really comes down to what I think is when it comes down to it. Yes, what I think is. It's an eight because once I, I even when I cast my commander and she's really not that big, I, I become you know the arch enemy. Yeah, it is arch enemy because if we give you an extra turn, you're gonna get a Galta a Galta out. You're gonna find a way to cheat a big creature into play, even if it sacks at the end of turn. That one turn that you now have access to thirty five mana, you know, in a mono green deck. Oh yeah, crack your drink, come on. Yes, glorious. Okay, so should we should we go back and forth or should we just go um, all yours? Yeah, let's go back and forth. Uh, let's let's go with one of yours. Uh, I'm gonna start out with Urza. It's the Urza. I I have so I have three precons and one deck that I've built. I'm working on others. I'm I'm trying to rebuild Hogak so we can play some two headed giant with your Sir Conrad because that synergy is disgusting. I even have Sir Conrad in my deck. Uh, I have the war. I have two of the Warhammer 40k precons and I have the Urza precon. So I guess we'll start there, which is just a general affinity strategy, get big stompy things out onto the board, and then start getting my Karnstrucks out onto the board using Urza's ability. I put that deck at like a six. Like, it, there is so much shit in there that doesn't benefit my strategy because it's a pre-con. If I upgraded it, like if, if I had a $100 budget to upgrade it, I could easily turn it into an eight and a half. Or two uh. and eight. I'd, I'd probably say seven half eight. Yeah, I once I throw more counter magic in there. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, those my discussions on my precons are going to be pretty short. So let's let's shoot back to you because you have more original decks. Uh, let's go with the the next one is uh, Sir Conrad. Yep, and um, I I built this deck just because I had seen somebody run it. Uh, it was like I, on I Hate Your Deck, right? Yeah, I believe it was I Hate Your Deck. And I saw him run it, and it never really got off, but I liked the concept of what it was going to do. Because it's 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 a group hug everybody mills. It's group slug. Oh, everybody group hurts. Slug. No, no. It, everybody, no, they're not hurting. We're, we're, all, we're all milling together. So, Corey and I, we just got back from our local game store playing some Friday Night Commander. And you played it. We played two games. Um, I won the first one just off of sheer. Well, that luck, that one was was great. You played so Sir Conrad. The way I, the way we were looking at it, we were playing against the guy who had angels. Yeah, mono white. This this is one of the few times where Conrad has taken off so quickly as he oh, did. Oh gosh, I, and it was my, my fault too. In my opening hand, I had mind crank. Yeah. That's that's like a snap keep. Oh yeah, against I, two because we played against slivers too, which is also a creature based deck. Yes, and I had mind crank, so I play that and I ramp up my mana. I, I get Sir Conrad out, and the triggers just start flying. I think the first Conrad trigger when it activated. I know how much I, damage I was going to say. Everybody, I saw people. They were dropping down. I think it was what. So there was one guy. He was already under twenty. I was. Was it I, you? Yeah, I took twenty five damage before it got. Was it? Was it that turn that it got swords? I think it. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. He, it he got, got swords before it got. Which swords. I was pissed about because he let it go on for so long. 
before he decided to cast swords. I mean, but to be fair, because on on my last turn that I end, that I ended up winning the game, I was at two life. So if he hadn't done that, just the way that the math worked out, I probably would have died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have. But yeah, I mean, you and, you and then won of course the game. he played that that uh, angel where it gave him protection Sarah's from emissary. from uh, creatures. So he wasn't taking any other damage from it, which kind of sucked. However, because... the slivers, Sky and I, which I was pissed about because I was hitting no creatures. And he's like, yeah, I hit three. All right, I hit five. All right, you know, and it just kept going. Oh, yeah, it was a great matchup for it. And then, you know, I gave you that Wishclaw Talisman because I was hoping with you being another black deck that you would have some way to kill that uh, Sarah's emissary, just because you know none of that damage was getting through to him. But by and, that time, you'd already killed it, and I had finally pulled my thing out, killed it, and then yeah, I you passed back to me. I was at two life. I had this wish claw talisman, and I had access to ten mana. And you cast the one. I yep. The so great on my board, Gary. Yep. Grey Merchant of Asphodel won me the game. My devotion was equal to six. So I I killed off the Slivers player who was at four. So I gained four off of him, and then I gained six off of each of you. So I gained 16 life. Yes. And then I and then I had a Sanguine Bond out, so I drained you the rest, leaving the Angels player at two. So I, I equipped the, the boots to him and gave him haste and swung in for two with Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Anyways, and he had no creatures. Yep, so. he had no blockers. So off but, topic, but what do you... But that's one of those where, like, but that's one of those where I put Conrad at a seven, but that game he played like he played a, like an eight and a yeah. half. But for the most part, when I'm playing, I don't get those good hands. I'm not rolling that quick. I'm not draining everybody down. Yeah. And of course, I'm not playing against creature heavy decks. So I don't play creature heavy. So he, he it's not that high. So I, I would put him can, at yeah, depending on the matchup and and the the play and the hand I get. I would probably say between seven to an eight and a half. Yeah, I can I can agree with that one. I just depending on the deck. If we're one v one, I put it like six and a half to seven. And if you have a god hand, a little higher. But for the most part, because I mean my my mono black deck can run yours over pretty quick unless you're controlling my commander. But usually I, I run swift foot boots and. Why am I blanking on the other one? Greaves. Lightning Greaves. I, I have both in the deck, and usually I, I can get one out pretty quick. You know, I got some little tutors. None of the expensive ones, but I guess throwing back to me, we'll, uh, I guess we'll talk about my, my Tyranid deck, which I don't play a ton, but I put that deck, if, if I can get the ball rolling a little bit and get just enough card draw and just enough mana, like a, a decent mix, which is pretty easy with that deck, I put it at like a seven and a half. Those Warhammer decks are disgusting, and the fact that I have so many, so much mana, like so much access to mana and mana doublers, and you know, cheap low cost creatures that I can get out early in the game that are like X spells, like like the Hydras and stuff, and then late game I can throw them out even harder. And I have so many plus one plus one doublers, like, and I have hardened scales. I have access to so much that I think that that deck can get really out of hand. I, I usually win pretty frequently with that it, deck. It gets out of hand. It is it is definitely one of the pre-cons where they d made the power up there. Yeah, those Warhammer but, decks. You know, I was going to say, it's just still, it's one of those where it's 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 a pre-con, so you don't want to put it that high. But the fact that it's this pre-con, yes. we're not talking about a set-released Lord of the Rings pre-con. We're talking about a Universes Beyond. They only released four Commander decks for this set. 
and they amazing reprints in these and amazing original cards. I mean, there's some I I could sell off three cards from each deck and make back the money of the deck itself. I, I yeah, they they did really good with the war. They were decks. strong. So, do you agree or disagree with my like seven seven and a half? Uh. I, I'd put it anywhere between a six and a half and a seven and a half. That's fair. All right, shoot back now, to you. Uh, I'm gonna this one. I, I I don't know where it stands yet. Um, it, it'll it, it can one shot kill a player, which I've done. Oh and god! Then tonight, you know, I tried playing it and you drew I was nothing. top decking, wasn't drawing anything, didn't get any of my card draw stuff moving. There was none of that was going, but that's Blanca. Yeah, and to be fair, we were having to use a lot of our resources to handle the five-color Conrad Kenrith. player who... Or, yes, uh, Yeah, Sir Ken, uh, Kenrith, the returned king, and he did not read the table very well. He played a very overpowered deck for our playgroup. Yes, that, he did. That pod. He ruined us. But with Blanca, like I said, I, I didn't get anything. I wasn't even getting any of my quick target spells, so, you know, and I, I was just getting mana flooded, so... I don't know where it stands as of yet. I think I need to play it a few more times to kind of get a feel for it. But as of now, what do you put it at? As of now, at six at most. Really? I I throw it more of at a seven. Because, yeah, you can you can knock one player out and become Arch Enemy, but you have so many good supplemental, supplementary creatures in there that I think you can swing out with Blanca, kill off a player with commander damage, you know, give it trample, double strike, all that fun fun stuff. And on top of that, every time you target him, you're draining the table for two, which you yes. do so often that, you know, well, I, I, I think I it's a little higher. Tonight. And, no, and you, I, you, I think I need, to, I need to look at getting some more... Some more type, you know, some card draws or some tutors. Maybe even put Sylvan Library in there to kind of get some more cards going. Um, at least at that way, uh, I'm I'm pulling three, and I don't have to take all three of them. I can pull. Th I'm looking at the top three. Yeah. So I, I, I yeah, I mean, I think there's other ways to get it up there, and that's just I, something I, I need to look at. I got to play with it a little bit more. I mean, the the that color combination. I mean, there's a reason that Mono Red Goto is so good. I mean, you have access to one of the best, fastest colors in Magic with some of the most utility for what it's trying to do, especially with your deck. You cast a 5-drop 5-5 five five with haste and 16 other abilities, yeah. I do gotta say that I was pretty happy at the fact that I, I got to cast Hadouken three times. Yes, you you cast you know Hadouken, Lightning Bolt, killed, killed off my commander... And then you attempted to cast it on a Seedborn Muse, which we, again... When, no, it was a Seedborn. Yeah, a which seedborn. again, the Kenrith player... Uh, yeah. He was... Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that was that was not our most fun. But uh, anyways, so yeah, uh, I have two more decks left. And one of them is the other Warhammer 40k precon that I have, which is the uh, Demons. Demon Tribal. And that deck... That deck is nutty. Well, I thought you couldn't say Tribal anymore. We're not talking about that. I'm saying tribal. It's demon tribal. <laughs> For some reason, so you can run it with either Abaddon or whatever the other one is. I'm not going to pull my deck out to find it. Uh, Bel Belakor. Belakor the Dark Master or something like that. And I, I usually play Belakor. Uh, Abaddon focuses more on the Cascade side of things. But I like Belakor because, you know, I love the fact that I can cast a demon 
and then have it deal damage equal to its power to any target. Like, that's great board control. I mean, I'm throwing down 7-7s, seven 9-9s, sevens, nine you know, with flying lifelink. Gives all my, you know, there's one in there that makes it that every other player has to attack with at least one creature every turn. I, I think that that deck is egregiously strong for it being a precon. That is something that I would just build almost as is. So I put that deck at an eight. And well, what it, what's holding it back? Uh, the the fact that it is a precon. The fact that I don't have access to some of the pricier, more rounded pieces. There there are definitely cards that are in there because they didn't want to print a lot of the better cards in there for the sake of you know because that if they it was already one of the most sought out precons. It was the second most expensive one, right behind mono black which I still need to pick up. That one's sitting at like 90 bucks right now. But anyways, the thing that's really holding it back, like I said, is just the fact that you don't have access to a lot of the cards that it really wants because it's a pre-con. And I have not changed these decks at all. My goal is to have all four Warhammer 40k pre-cons sleeved up and ready to play anytime. And I'm halfway there. But yeah, so I put that deck at an eight. I think it is very strong. The Cascade blows people out very frequently when I can get it off, and even if I can't, I can fall back on my Demon Tribal strategy because, again, I'm still throwing out massive things that are very hard to deal with. And my final deck that I'm running now, I think, yeah, that's my final commander deck, is uh, Yuriko. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love it. Yuriko. Um, I, I've been playing with it a lot, and it's just to try and, you know, work around some stuff. I think at where it's sitting now, I would probably put it eight and a half, nine. I have lost. Um, You've it, lost it, a lot, but... Well, I mean, it, it's got, you know, the consultation oracle Yeah, you, you run CDH combos in there. Yeah, oh yeah. And, and I pulled a lot of the, the heavier, you know, cards out that deals damage to other players because i was focusing on trying to combo out yeah i mean you were running like doomsday and stuff strictly yeah, for I, the combos and so yeah i still have doomsday in there i think i might rework it a little bit and pull it back and throw in some of the heavier bigger spells expropriate time warp yeah and then Karn's temporal sundering no there was a few other ones i was looking at but i might even throw the top back in there just so oh, I God, can, yeah and load up rearrange the top and, yeah, that that brainstorm, preordain things like that are just disgustingly strong with that deck. So what do you put it? At? Oh yeah, you said eight and a half, nine. Yeah, I strongly put it at a nine. I think that that deck is you run so much counter magic that that and and not only that, but I mean you have force of will, you have force of negation, you have pact of negation, you have a lot of the more expensive pieces that people do not want to fork out the money for. Don't you have a mana crypt in there too and mana vault? Yes. Yeah. So no, no. I pulled them out. Okay, but either way, you had them in. I I'm pulled the only, and the only reason I pulled them out is because I'm not casting the large spells. Everything that I'm casting are small spells, with the exception of, you know, tainted pact and um, consultation and all that stuff. So did you take Adnaz out? Uh, I never had Adnaz. Oh, in that okay. One. But so it's a lot of the lower CM, CMC stuff. So I, I pulled those out because they weren't doing anything other than taking up spots for some other stuff that I needed. Uh, there's still Lotus Petal in there. 
I don't count that as a very high. I mean, that's a ten dollar card that anyone can play. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a great card. Don't get me wrong, but you know, outside of I mean, it's really only played in Commander Legacy and Vintage. It's just kind of meh. You know, she goes back to the she gets killed and goes back to the command zone. Yeah, I'm commander ninjutsu. She's getting ninjutsu out for two. Oh, that's I, so I'm not, gross. I don't need that extra mana to pay for that stuff. And yeah. like I said, you know the the big CMC spells that they're in there. I'm not casting. Some, those. I have seen you cast those before, and all I, it takes I have. with that deck, all it takes is an expropriate to win. That's game, and I know yes. you have an expropriate in there because you bought it off of me. Yes, I have it in there. <laughs> But yeah, that's where I'd put it. Okay, so my last deck, just, we were already 20 minutes into this segment alone, we have so much to talk about today, um, is, uh, is Post, Son of Rich, or for those people who don't know, is Kyrick, Son of Yawgmoth. Uh, seven mana, two, two with lifelink, but it's three Phyrexian mana and four, and he says, whenever I cast a black spell, uh, put a plus one, plus one counter on him, and I can pretty much turn all black mana for him from casting and activating abilities into phyrexian mana so i can spend two life per um this is my strongest deck and you're the one that got me my post secret layer i am obsessed with post malone last year it's my claim to fame on my spotify wrap-up i was in his 0.01 percent of listeners i had spent roughly 300 hours listening to him i am obsessed with that man so i put a lot of money a lot of time and a lot of effort into this deck i put it at a solid eight and a half because strictly because i run a lot of combos um most of them aren't game winning to an extent like none of them outright really win the game except for exquisite blood and sanguine bond or like i got veto in there those will outright win the game but for the most part you just cannot catch up once i get my bolus's citadel my ether flux reservoir out i am casting everything and i have ways to draw you know to draw so many cards and i have ways to discard my cards for mana and it's just so much value you cannot catch up the only thing is a tonight you milled post and that's part of the reason that i know you gave me the wish claw talisman because you knew i wasn't going to be able to go get it and yeah. you have jester capped it out of my deck and once that happens once you get ether flux and or post out or the citadel I'm done. That's my game. Well, that's not true. Because, I mean, let's look at that. Tonight you milled out Post Citadel. And Aetherflux. Aetherflux. Uh, Exquisite Blood. Yep. I Yet you bond. still found a win Unintentionally. Gary and Sanguine Bond. Unintentionally. I was strictly looking to gain life. I was not, you know, I was looking at, like, Invoke Despair. I was looking at a lot of other cards to be like, I'm at two, and I need to not be at two. Be and I, I, ironically, before I realized that I had the Wishclaw Talisman, I was going to meme myself out and cast a, a cut down from my hand and just pay two life for it and just kill myself. But, yes, I did have six Devotion, and, yeah, because of that, with the Sanguine Bond, I was able to pull out that win. But... We were all at a low life total. Anyone could have taken that game. If I would have passed back, you or the Giada player were going to win. Probably you, because we reset boards pretty yeah. much. I had no creatures out. And if I didn't have that tutor that you gave me, not knowing that I was going to win, neither did I. Yeah. 
that game wouldn't have gone that direction. But now you know. Yeah. Now, now you know that you can still win without those big board pieces. Yeah, that you and I have, I've won countless games with Grey Merchant of Asphodel. That, that card is just stupid. Oh, Gary's awesome. Gary is fantastic. The amount of times that I've gained like 60 life off of him, draining all my opponents for 20, is gross. Because I run a lot of black pips in my deck, mostly black pips, because of my commander letting me pay life for it. That, uh, that was one of the mystery pins at Magic 30. Which one? Kirk? It was Gary. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and I pulled it. Yeah. I, I, I pulled Gary. Yeah. And I, I absolutely love that. I pulled I, Gary, which I, I love and I run, and I pulled uh, Thassa's Oracle, yep. which goes into my, my big Yuriko deck. So that, that was that was cool pulling those. They're just they're just too big to wear. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to attach it to a backpack. All right, all right, all right. We're going we gotta to move on. We have so much cool stuff to talk about tonight. First off, the day, it is 9 p.m. I work tomorrow, god damn it. It is 9 p.m. June 30th, 2023. The ring has been pulled. The one-of-one one ring has been pulled. Well, now it, it had been pulled. Yes, it, but it came out today by PSA. PSA yes. announced it. They posted a picture of it. It is a PSA 9, which pisses me off. Uh, but yes, like the, I told you earlier, I would have tore it up if it was less than if for anything less than a nine and a half. <coughs> Excuse me. So yes, and I I read I done uh, I did so much research, and I know you didn't look into it at all. And I think it's funny. I think the whole situation is funny. The the amount of length that this man went to to not get found out because he's had it pulled for obviously a couple or a couple weeks, a week or so. Yeah, at least a week. Yeah, because you know the set's only been out a week, so. Since then, the price of collector booster boxes has dropped by $100. Yes. That irritates the hell out of me. That means that every store in the nation, and then probably in the world, was paying attention to that and trying to suck as much money out of people as possible. That's scummy. That's gross. Anyways, off my soapbox. No, no, MSRP. Should have always been MSRP. Or at least a little above for local game stores. And stuff like that. Yeah, you're overpricing all of this stuff. and Just and, for to get people to buy the one of but, one. But people like you and I, we weren't searching for the one of one. I just wanted product. Yes. I just, I, I every time a, a set comes out, I buy one collector booster box, or not box, booster pack, and a bundle. Because I like the dice and I like the promos that come with them. And this time, I needed, I still need a play set of the one ring. Uh, for Tron and Modern. Um, and they're going for an outrageously yeah. high price, and I'm hoping to see that come down. At this point, I'm probably just going to get online and buy three more bundles, because they alone are 60 bucks. I bought mine for 65 and the ring, I could resell it for 60 Yes. Like, right I'm like, yeah, there's like no point in me trying to pull it. I'm just going to buy bundles where it's guaranteed, and I still get product out of it that I can sell back to get my money back. I bought my bundle box. I pulled... Well, the the run one ring promo in it, yeah, and my packs in there. Yep, I pulled two one rings. Yeah, I didn't pull any. I, I my packs were kind of crap, except for my uh, delighted halfling. That's what it's called, right? Delighted halfling. Yeah, yeah. Now you know there's a huge controversy over. This okay, well hold on, because I want to I want to I want to finish this out and tell you the story of this before we jump into that controversy, because I'm excited to hear about it. All right, but I think this is ridiculous. On. Uh, so, do you have any guesses, at least what country it was pulled in? Uh, with it being PSA, I'm going to lean towards America. Do you know, like, are we talking, like, Mexico, USA, Canada? USA. It was pulled in Canada. Oh, shit. Yes. Yep. It was pulled, uh, well, it was first seen 
in Canada. So we can assume uh, a guy went to his local... He was visiting his cousin in Whitby, Ontario, which is east of Toronto. And he went to his LGS. He doesn't play Magic. Of course He'd not. He never played Magic. Doesn't care about it. Nothing. But his cousin did. So he went to his local game shop to pick up some sleeves. And they were talking with the guy and they were like, you know, this, they were like, yeah, so this Lord of the Rings set's coming out. There's the one of one ring. And this cousin who doesn't play magic was like, you know what? Fuck it. I got, I got 30 bucks. Give me, give me, hit me up with a pack. And not only that, but he pulled the one of one ring, which is absolutely ridiculous. So at this time, he currently would like to remain anonymous. We don't know anything about him. We don't know his name. We don't know where he's from. The current bounty that people have been publicly posting and trying to reach out to him about is $3.5 million. That's the highest that we have currently. And uh, as of an update from 2.30 from this website, he says the anonymous owner of the One Ring is currently accepting serious offers in excess of $1 million through his attorney. This man went to legal, you know, legal lanes with this. He hired an attorney to help him handle all he this. He has to. I know. I just think... so. And he sat on it for about a week before he decided to send it to PSA. And he he opened a bank safe. He, like, you know, the little lock boxes yeah. that they have in the safe. He got one of those just to keep the ring in there because he was worried about getting mugged. And I don't blame him. No, absolutely That's a, not. I mean, the current bounty is $3.5 million for a piece of cardboard. And then the thing with that, though, it's like winning the lottery. The only thing is, is that this lottery and, is a lot bigger. And he bought one pack. One pack. Doesn't play magic. He spent $30 and instantly got at least $3.5 million of R- Rumors have it that XQC spent half a million. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Max Mofo spent two hundred fifty k. Oh, the, the the professor had a guy that said that he, he dropped $11,000. Yep, he pulled out... His savings and his life, or in his four hundred one k, and he was like, "Man, I was supposed to retire off this money. I sold everything. I don't know what I'm gonna do." We don't know if that's true or not. Even the professor was like, "I really hope this is a joke I, I because that cool. man." I do too. I mean, I mean, God forbid, because that man just fucked up his entire life. Yeah, you know, he probably just pushed his retirement off at least ten years. That was that's that's dumb. Yeah, it's just stupid to chase and, after. And your odds of pulling this one ring were less than winning the lottery yeah because of how much product is printed we are so overflowed and they knew what they were they absolutely printed more collector booster boxes because they knew that people were going to be chasing this so they they overprinted it yes. which i'm hoping affects the secondary market and we start seeing like orcish bowmaster and delighted halfling start going down a little bit which is probably not going to happen but okay well let's talk about this conference yeah controversy. I, I don't Especially know anything about this seeing how it was pulled in canada so they're sitting on the fact that what they're trying to say is that the Canadian rules state that with this bounty being on there is it is a form of gambling. It is a giveaway. It is people do joke as magic and Yu-Gi-Oh as child gambling. So, but the that. problem with that is I don't see it as gambling. I don't know where people are getting on this board of oh Canadian laws and this and that and it it can be considered gambling. Because Watsy is not saying if you pull this, we will give you this money. It is you're buying a pack of cards and somebody from a different game store had come out and said, hey, if you get this, we will buy it from you. And fly you out to Spain and yeah. 
So it is not gambling. You're not getting a getting anything because you pulled this one card because they're buying it from you. Now, if they're going to say that this is gambling because it's kind of like that loot box fiasco that they had up in Canada, if they're going to say that this is gambling and considered gambling and is not legal in Canada, it is going to ruin the magic market and the magic players in Canada. Because what do you think? What do you think Watsy's going to do? What can they do? Well, they're going to get if, if it's true, they're going to get hit with a massive fine. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and that they might actually just all they'll just together, pull, they'll pull from Canada. Yeah, they'll just pull from it. They'll to pull keep their products yeah. and say, you know what? Fine, you're going to hit us with this multi-million dollar fine. Because we printed one card, and there was only one of them, and somebody wanted to buy it for a high price. And how many game stores is that going to put out of business? How many people is that going to affect? Well, it's going to go across the board. It's not just Magic. It's Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Any any of those were you... Baseball cards? Yeah. Hockey cards? It's Canada. Hockey? Because when you buy a pack of cards... And the way I see it is it not being gambling is you buy a pack of cards. You pay a set price. Three ninety nine. Yeah. You get a pack of cards. Now, you're paying for the product. Now, the secondary market deems how valuable those cards are. Okay. You know, the company Watsy and Hasbro, whoever is owning it, aren't saying, hey, you have the ability to pull all of these really good expensive cards. They're saying, here's a pack of cards. Here's what the cardboard cost. This is our MSRP price. You do just you, you just bought those cards. Yeah, do as you will. You're not buying a chance to pull something great. You just bought those cards. Okay, well, I'm happy that we disagree on this. I agree that it is gambling. 100%. I think it's gambling for all ages. Why and and I, you know, the reason that I think that it's legal and, you know, compared to like the lottery scratchers is because yeah, you're not trading something in directly for money. But no. I mean, look at loot boxes in video games, which is current I I think loot boxes are the most ridiculous thing ever because they are in every game possible because it makes money because of the chance to get something cool. And but it's the same thing in Magic. It's not gambling because you always get a return. You might not get the return you want, but you get a return. You buy a scratch ticket, you scratch it off, and are you going to win every single time? So I just looked up the actual Google definition, like a true... Like a true YouTuber pleb, I looked up the definition of gambling. So we have two definitions. First, play games of, for a chance of win of winning money. Whatever. That's, you don't win yeah. money in magic. Blackjack, whatever. We're not talking about that. We are talking about taking risky actions in the hope of a desired result. I am taking a risk and spending 30 of my hard-earned dollars on a pack of Lord of the Rings for a desired result of pulling the one-of-one one ring. Now, while I can agree that... Yeah, that's not Watsy. That's not what they're doing. But when we take Watsy out of it and we look at it just from a overall perspective of saying, you know, yes, I want this. 
that in my head makes it gambling. And just for the record, we're going to put our poll for our Spotify this week is going to be this. So It is not gambling. In the, I mean, because you got to think, like, you write up a resume and you apply for a job, then that's considered gambling. Because you're gambling on the, the prospect that you're going to get this job. But... Gambling in the aspect of the way that they're, they're, the laws are looking at gambling, where you're playing a game in, to win money. You don't win money playing magic. You play a game for fun. It's like playing chess or another board game. So if we're looking at it like that, then yes, I agree with you. But you know, when I think about a gambling addict, someone constantly spending money over an addiction for the chance to make big or something like that. And then we just finished talking about a man who possibly spent $11,000, took out pretty much a second mortgage on his home just to do this. Well, then that I'm not head. saying that this game is an addicted, addicting. I, I have a problem. I do too. I, I would, I will avoid my game store because I know if I go there, I'm going to buy packs because I have a problem. Yeah, I got to go to Winco just because I know Walmart has them. I get this. Now, I I don't see it as gambling because when I'm buying packs, and yes, I'm searching for certain cards and stuff like that, I'm not looking at it as gambling. It's a treasure hunt. The difference is is that, I mean, let's let's go as basic as you can get. I give you a treasure map, old pirate style. I give you a treasure map. X marks the spot. You go there. You dig it up. Cool. Now you have a lot of money. You didn't pay for that map. No. You found it or you had it. I paid for a pack of magic to possibly get a profit. When I pull packs, I'm usually looking for a profit. I buy singles. I buy packs just to be like, well, see, cool, I can the, turn this into my LGS and, and get and 50 that's, bucks. And that's the, the, you're looking at it wrong. You're not, Watsy doesn't make the cards in order for you to make profit. Watsy does I mean, you can. You can turn it into a nice little side business if that's what you want to do. But it's not there to make a profit. They're not there to be a gambling place. I'm not saying that that's their intentions. I'm just saying that I agree that it's gambling. While maybe Watsy... Is, is it gambling in the aspect of... We shouldn't be able to do this unless we're on an Indian reservation or Vegas. No. It's not. That's not, That's the definition of the gambling that they're trying to say that it is in Canada. So, yeah, I, I disagree with that. I do not think that Watsy should get hit with a fine or a lawsuit by any means and have this be called gambling. But I do still stand by the fact that I, I think that pulling packs is gambling. How many packs of modern... How much money... Did you spend on Modern Horizons packs looking for a Ragavan? Instead of buying singles, how many packs did you buy? Quite a few. Yeah. You bought enough that you could have bought a play set of Ragavans. Probably. So, why is this not gambling? Because I got other stuff. Yeah, I buy a scratcher hoping to get $20,000 and only made ten and and another scratcher. Cool. Yeah, but I got a material item for my money. I don't... See, and that's where you and I are, are separating from this because when I'm thinking of gambling, I'm not thinking of a direct money exchange. I'm not looking at it like I spend $5 on a scratch ticket to hopefully get the $5,000 buy-in. I'm looking at it like 
I am buying a thing. I'm gambling on it, taking a risk in exchange of hoping that I make a profit, get what I'm looking for, so I don't have to go buy it off the secondary market. I that in my eyes is gambling. Well, it's 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 like taking a gamble. It's like a risk, but in the aspect of true what we people would consider gambling, uh, poker, slot machines, scratch offs. What's the that is between... not what this is, but that is the argument that they're making in Canada because of the laws that they have behind that type of gambling in Canada. Okay, well, in let's... fact, they're technically not allowed to do giveaways. No, yeah, I've I've seen a lot of like, yeah, we can't do giveaways in Canada or yeah, outside they, the they US. can't do that because it's it, it, those giveaways are a form of gambling in their laws. Now, Watsi did not break that rule because they weren't putting out the money. I agree, but let's also, let's compare this to a game of poker. You just brought it up. I sit down at a table. Say buy-in is three bucks. You pay money to get money. Yes, and I could justify that for magic, too. No, you can't. I mean, you can... You can yes, I'm getting you material You can take, thing. you know, a bunch of left turns and a right turn and go up some stairs to get to it. But I'm not saying that it, it's that... I'm not looking at this with rose-colored glasses. I'm not fogging up my glasses to see this. I see the connection pretty clearly. And I'm not. I'm trying to figure out where you and I are separating off of this. And I'm pretty sure it's, I'm, it's I'm the sitting money on the transaction. Aspect, yes, the money transaction. Because when I buy cards, I'm not buying cards to make money. But I'm I am. Buying, well, then you're doing it wrong. That's not what you're supposed to be doing with this. You buy cards in hopes that you pull the cards that you're wanting... Be, to build your decks with that's what it's there for if if they're going to pursue action against watsi over this it's going to set a precedence for not only all card games but it's also going to set a precedence for sports cards because then they're so they could argue that every single one of these is actually gambling and it's not I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait a little bit and see. But I, I don't feel like you and I are going to see eye to eye too. No, we're probably honest. not going to see no. eye to and eye. That's on fine. This. That's fine. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you. I have a right to my opinion, and you have a right to be wrong. Even, it's cool. Okay, I was just about to say, <laughs> even though you're wrong, cool, that works for me. But I guess you fucking beat me too. I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to see anything come out of this. I don't. And I really don't because you know I don't want Canada to get screwed and not be able to play these games. I mean, look at. Like what? What happened with the? Um, it was the some game that got hit because of the loot boxes, and they couldn't do the loot boxes anymore, so they completely revamped and changed it. I'm sure that there's a lot of games. I mean, I I play a lot of Battlefront two, and I just I get so irritated. I'm so tired of loot boxes in games. I'm I, I, so I'm, sick of it. I'm tired of the the microtransactions. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm I'm kind of bundling. But I, I'm into old, it. and I remember, you know, when you bought a game, you got all of the game. And every now and again, they'd release a cool DLC. At least no, in my a, age, not even a DLC. You bought the game, you got the game. You just had to wait for the number two to come out. See, yeah, because with with me, it was they would release a game. So I mine was Black Ops Two. I played the ever living hell out of Black Ops Two because of my cousin Travis. And he got me onto Call of Duty. He and I would stay up and play all the time. And uh, 
I remember them, they would release like zombies maps as DLCs. Or you could just buy the season pass. You, Which, you pay a flat rate. I'm, I'm okay with Yeah, the, I'm okay with DLCs. I'm not okay with loot boxes. If, I, if they were to put something in front of me and say, hey, we have 10 maps for zombies available, but one of them is ultra rare and you can only get it by buying this, you know, super ultra loot box that costs 80 bucks, but even then you have a 0.13% chance of getting it and a 95% chance of getting one that you already have. And I'm so tired of that. I was okay with loot boxes because when I was dealing with them, it was during over. I was playing Overwatch, and you had a chance to earn the loot boxes. So I you think didn't that have to pay money. They're for like them. that in all games now, though. But you, you know, can I, still pay for them. But you can have one a day that and get like nothing out of it, or spend ten bucks and get. 80 of them and have like three guaranteed things i'm pretty sure counter-strike was one of the first games to really do this i, I think so too. counter-strike because everyone was after the knives and people were selling their accounts for like twenty five thousand dollars just because they had a knife skin don't yeah. get me wrong it's cool but i don't know i i never played counter-strike but anyways it's a, it's a, back, one, it's a one-on-one knife skin yep yeah, back back to back to magic you got but, anything yeah, else I, no i'm like i said i i don't want to see it come down to that i don't want them to push this i don't want to see i mean what what else would they have to do is they they would be selling them in in sets so you get one of every card so you're guaranteed to get the cards a lot of places actually used to sell including one of our local game stores they used to sell complete sets but at what price uh depends on the rarity of the set which but... you know might might roll us into our next topic is yeah. I don't agree that they need to jack up the damn prices. Oh, we're skipping over a topic. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Fair. No, it rolls in well, but... Commander Masters. I am. They have already put out it. the price. It is $400 for draft boosters. Three ninety five ninety nine. Four hundred dollars for draft boosters. Thirty six packs I'm, or twenty four. Yes, and I'm telling you, I wholeheartedly believe that they make sure that they put less good cards in draft boosters. Well, it's I wouldn't say that as much as we're guaranteed at least like at least two to like five rares or like two to four rares per set booster. <clears throat> So I don't think it's as much that they're trying to put more better stuff into the set boosters. I think it's just, you just have a higher chance of getting them, and that's why they're more expensive because you're guaranteed a foil, guaranteed an art card, and which I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm fine with the set boosters being more. I'm not fine with Watsy putting the MSRP at four hundred dollars because oh, we're printing good cards in there. Well, I'm scared. They're not in the. They're not in the the market of the secondary market. No, they should not. They have famously came out and said, listen, we don't pay attention to the secondary market. We print cards for gameplay. That's all we do. However they do in gameplay is up to the, the deck brewers and all that and the you know the game shops and what they're willing to put the prices at. You know? These these packs are if you do the math I just did. They're like sixteen, almost seventeen dollars. Sixteen fifty. That is almost as much as the original com- or collector packs came out at. Yep, thirty. No, uh, they were at nineteen ninety nine. Oh, were they really? Oh, yeah, God, those were the days. Eldraine was such an underwhelming set. But now we're sitting at the fact that 
they're going to tell us that, oh, no, we don't look at the secondary market, but because you're printing good cards, like Jeweled Lotus is coming back. The Ur-Dragon, probably Edgar Markov. We'll get into <laughs> speculation soon. So rolling into that, they're pricing it off of the secondary market. Absolutely. Now, if they had, you know, printing the that they're put, you know, if they're putting in better cards uh, for cardboard, you know, the, better cardstock. Yeah, better cardstock in there instead of these these crappy thin thin ones that we get now where you oh, know God. the Commander they, Legends. they foil and pringle all the time. No, Commander Legends, man, that was in my opinion the worst like material they ever I don't know what they did, but I still have cards sitting around that are pretty much touching it. They look like the the letter C capital because it's just a pringle. I had them. I bought a collector pack, and they had already Pringled in the pack. I know, dude. Well, and if you you can famously get on most any game store website and look at the Commander Legends prices, and nine times out of ten, the foil is way less than the original because of that. Yes, because technically they're not legal. There, you can't legally play them. No, because, because you can you can tell if I have let's say my my foil jeweled lotus. Is a, is my only Pringled card in the deck? It's like cool. I'm now gonna shuffle and put that right on top. Thank you. But yeah, I I mean I, I if if they're they went with better materials and they went with you know better foiling like okay the etched foils did not Pringle. Nope, they still haven't. They're I mean if they went with something like that and it cost more, I could see the increase in price. Well, we're probably gonna get the textured foils too, like we had in Double Masters twenty two. Which would be cool. Yeah, I can almost guarantee it. But it, it's one of those where if their costs increase because they're trying to get us better product, then yes, I can see the prices increase because they still have to make money. But what they're making now, with the prices that they're putting out now, is they're making more money. Yeah. And if they're if they're testing the waters and they're going to see if we're going to pay the price for it, you're going to see an increase in price across the board. Absolutely. This, this is setting a standard for quote-unquote premium product. Yes. Anything that isn't a standard set. And I am... They might even start charging more for those because they have they already. Can. I mean, they, they did. They were three bucks a pack. Now they're four. Which, given a dollar, but and that they announced that just because of inflation, but... Which, which is understandable. I, yeah, I get it. And I'm okay with premium product having a little bit of a higher price tag. Yes. I am very much... packs, absolutely. Yeah, and even, you know, master sets, especially double masters, when I'm guaranteed two rares and two foils... And I'm okay with... totally chill with that. I'm okay with that, but $16.50 per pack? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I I was upset when they were... They jumped up to, what, $12.99 a pack? Yeah. And, let you know, I'm... Master sets were only like $9.99, $8.99 or something like that. Yeah, and even then, double masters, the first one, when it came out, $14.99. Which, yeah, it's a little high, but again, I'm guaranteed a foil, two foils, and two rares. And that set was insane. Yes. You know, and, but now let's the look at... The internal card shouldn't matter on the MSRP price. Oh, I agree. I agree. But they knew what they were doing at the same time. I am okay with, because it was a reprint set. Reprint sets are going to be a little more expensive because while Watsi might not care about the secondary market... They care about what cards they're printing that need reprints. Force of Will, Mana Crypt, the Swords, 
those were all cards that desperately needed reprints, even though Mana Crypt had three goddamn reprints that year and is still $200, but off that soapbox... Well, if you reprint the card and you only make 500 of them... Yeah, it's you, still going to be expensive. I, you know what? Uh, which I, I know, I know, I'm I'm exaggerating on the 500 number. No, I know more than that, but you understand what I'm saying. No, and Watsy, call to action. If someone ever listens, and I doubt they will, I want Mana Crypt and precons and Force of Will and precons. And my most my hot take that I talk about all the time is we need fetch lands and we need shock lands and precons. I don't care if you up the price by 15, 20, 25 bucks. I mean, now they're $86 for the Commander Masters Commander decks. I will not pick any of those up until I, I start seeing I was deck lists. Say, we got precons. Yeah. The Commander Masters precons. Yes. Uh, of course. I, I would have, have to. to see a deck list. Yeah. Before. Like, and, and that is another thing that I'm saying is, is they used to price all of the Commander decks at the same price 40 now you get commander decks that are this price and then you get commander decks that are this price because of the cards that are in them yep the one commander deck that had fierce guardianship in it was 65 dollars yep and everything I got else i'm sorry everything else cheap. was 40 bucks yep because they were now, even some of them even dropped dropped to 35 to 30 those markups <clears throat> were not from watsy yes these markups are yes and like I said, once we start seeing deck lists, which tells me they're marking them up because of the deck lists. Well, and and in a sense, I am okay with that. This is a premium product. This is a premium set, but they need yes, to justify mark that up premium stuff. But I don't think eighty five dollars is worth it. But but every single deck should have an MSRP of the same price because they are the same amount of cards. It's the same cardboard. It's the same foiling. Well, and, and on Amazon, all the decks are the same price. I'm sure that once we start seeing more deck lists, which as the time of this recording starts in two weeks, yes, we will start getting deck lists and you know, this, the, the set in general, which we're going to cover probably pretty heavily because we're both commander players. It's something that I'm I'm excited about. I'll buy a few packs here and there, but I'm excited about the secondary market. I'm excited that my Ur-Dragon reprint is not going to be $85 anymore for at least a little bit. That is the only thing that I look at in my step of where I'm at playing is I'm not looking at this as a way to make money. I look at this as, okay, I like collecting. As more than I do. You can see through, as you look around my nerd bar here, I love collecting. Got cards on the walls. I do have cards on the wall. So I will hold on and I'll keep them. I don't, I like the reprints because it drives the price down to a feasible amount to where I can pick up some because a lot of these cards I want to put in decks. Yeah. I don't have a Dockside Extortionist because I refuse to pay that kind of money for it. No, but I'm going to pay it for you. Yeah. <laughs> we got to resolve a trade. Um, Ragavans. I have one that I traded for. I couldn't... I just can't bring myself to spending $95 on one card. I bought a playset for $90 a piece. I spent way too much money on those, but... And now they're like 40 which thank God. I mean, thank thank God for the multiverse legends because without that we would be pretty screwed. But yeah, is there any, are there any new 
I see you're. I see you're looking. Are there any? New yeah, I'm trying to. I was gonna try and pull them up because I the the spoilers are out. I'm excited about the spoiler for Commander Masters. Yes. No, we we do not have spoilers yet. Yes. We have some, like we have the Ur Dragon. We got the you know the Lotus and all that, but I'll, I'll look as well. Yeah, there's 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 not very many, um, but there's a few. And I, and I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, like we... Personal Tutor definitely needed a reprint. Which one? Personal Tutor. Personal Tutor. Search your library for a sorcery card, reveal it, and then shuffle and put that on top. It is a blue uh, vampiric tutor. Hmm. But you don't take life. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, we got Capture of Jing Zhao, which hasn't been reprinted since the portals. Yes. And, and that's, that I'm card's like 350 about, bucks. See, and I'm excited... About the cards that are coming out, which, but I don't think that they should be priced that high. I mean, double masters boxes weren't even that much. No, yeah, I mean, I the, mean, I think I bought a, I was buying like it was like three twenty. Yeah, and I and yeah, I know, I know you got one for a lot cheaper too, but yes, I, I, I did. can't. I'm not at the now the what liberty I'm, to say how. What I'm excited about is I'm looking at. Savala Heart of the Wilds getting a reprint. Why would you think that I'm excited about that? Price will go down? No. Why? I already have her. She's oh, my commander. So why do you care? Alternate art. Oh yeah, the alt arts are cool. Full full uh borderless foil alt arts, uh showcases, you know, those different card designs. I'll be able to pick a different I am not a fan of, you know, it's it just looks like so like Oh, uh, not not intimidating. Yeah. When I put Savala down on the, the field, I want to see intimidation. So uh, while I'm looking at these spoilers, I'm looking on Mythic spoilers, um, I'm noticing that, so, you know, we already have the, the face commanders for the precons out. Yes. If you look at the set symbol on those and then look at the set symbol on Capture of Jingzhou and Jeweled Lotus, those are the same set symbol. Now, as we've learned... Base set and the commander precons have different set symbols. So I am starting my speculation now that we are going to have a at least old lotus in a precon, pre-con. which in my eyes, Is 1 million awesome. percent justifies a higher price. I, I got to see more of the deck before I justify $85. What what does a deck need to have for you to spend $85 on a precon? Because I know mine. What what to you? Because again, capture of Jing Zhao, Jeweled Lotus, awesome. Cool. I yes. will spend $85 on that deck. Hell, what if we got Jeweled Lotus in every precon? That would be absolutely amazing. Are they gonna do it? Absolutely. Probably not. not. It's gonna be inside. The Eldrazi's. I guarantee it. That, yeah, I, I could see that. I could also see the uh, the An- Anicthia, the Hand of Erebos. I could see that one too. I don't see it being in uh, the Sliver Grave Mother. I don't see that being in the Sliver deck, considering that she only costs Wooburg, and that does nothing for the deck. Uh, I mean, in the Ur Dragon, or, you could see it in there, because, you know, you got the four colorless. And, yeah, and but he's also not a precon. No, no. Well, he was, but so let's talk about that. What what kind of uh, kind of speculations or wanted reprints 
are you wanting out of this set? I want it to be Commander Masters. Well, I want high-end, top-of-the-line Commander cards. I'm talking, you know, uh, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, um, Swords, again. Um, I think we did get a lot of the Swords, but they're still kind of high up there. I would say Swords. A lot of them are. Dockside Extortionist. Fire Nice. And it and I'm and I'm not talking like the way they printed Dockside the last time whereas I had bought a I mean I bought a couple of boxes and didn't in a bunch of packs and didn't even pull one. I I'm talking we need a, a decent amount of these pulls in there so we can buy the product and build our decks without dropping secondary market prices. But do you have any specific cards other than Mana Crypts, Mana Vaults? I mean, let's say I gave you five slots to reprint any cards or set of cards that you want. What are your five picks? Mana Crypt. Okay. I'm willing to put Mana Crypt and Mana Vault in the same because they're both okay. that fast mana. With Jeweled Lotus, which we're getting. Yeah, so that you can take that off your okay. list. So, so the fast... Those, I'm, those I'm talking things that have not been spoiled that you you have a hand in this. What five are you printing? Oh, or, and I, like I said, think of which ones I want other than just the ones that go in every single deck that are expensive. What's wrong Dockside. with that? Yeah. Dockside. Yeah. Definitely Dockside. Cool. So you got four spots left. Ooh. What is it I need? Okay. We're not talking personal here. <laughs> well, that's how I, I gauge the cards that I, I, I hope are in sets is the ones that I'm looking at and ones I need. I want the Pacts. I want Pact Negation. The uh, oh, what are, what are the other ones? Why am I only remembering Pact of Negation? Uh, I'm literally trying to blue pick is up Pact of Negation. But, yeah, um, the green I one. I just played it. <laughs> yeah, I just played one of the packs okay. tonight. I want the packs. I I yeah. I mean, they're good. I would love to see that. Yes, I want. So there's my one. So I again, I'm putting all of them in because the packs are just a thing. Uh, I want Force of Will. I know yeah. it just got... Yes! What's it sitting at now? $100! It needs to be reprinted. It needs to be reprinted in pre-cons! But are we probably going to get Force of Will? No. And no. I'm willing to accept that. I want... Uh, and this is strictly for the pre-cons, because I am at this point looking to justify spending $90 on them. I want Shocks and Fetches. And I think that this is a possibility. At least shocks. We have had shocks printed in one pre-con ever. And it wasn't even okay, a commander not, pre-con. Not pre-cons. I'm talking like this set period. No, and I, I'm, I'm putting that in as well. So you want, you want shocks and, and fetches. I want both. I don't think we're going to get both. I, I don't think, think we that, would get both. I think, I think they that, would do one or the other. Well, then I think that we're going to get the fetches. I think that we're going to get the other half of the cycle of fetches that we didn't get in Modern Horizons 2. Which I... Yeah. I yeah, think that out of nice. any set that we are going to get this year, it's going to be that. Because as of now, we have the Doctor Who decks coming out. Those are not going to be very strong, in my opinion. They are not going to be up to the Warhammer decks. Well, we'll we'll figure that they, out. They've designed we'll yet. figure... I, I'll know better off the face cards of the Commanders. But... Yeah, I think that we are going to at least get the other half of the cycle of fetches. So basically what you're saying is exactly what I said, is we want to see reprints of the staples. Yes. 
I while I could justify the fetch lands aren't a staple in Commander. I mean, we played against the Sliver dude tonight, and he had every shock and every fetch in his deck. Twelve. Twelve of them. Ten. There's, there's, a, ten? there's only ten. Did you say ten? Yeah, there's yeah. only ten of them. Because, you know, five color combinations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that Force of Will, you know, I obviously agree. I think that I really want Mana Crypt, Mana Vault. We just had a Mana Vault. I don't think we're going to get that. I could see Mana Crypt. I, while I can see it, I don't think it's going to happen, but I want it. I really want Sensei's Divining Top again. While I don't Ooh, think that's going to happen. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, yes, I, I can see I, that being a I want all of the super expensive staples reprinted. That's what I want. And in a Commander's Masters set, I'm not looking for new cards. Uh, yeah, we don't have many anyways. I, I'm not looking for new. I, I want reprints for the staples that we need in order to put into our decks so we can play them at a a higher level than what they're currently sitting. Yeah, and I'm I'm again just based on the spoilers that we have now, it seems like this might be Watsi's redemption. Had they not marked the price up so damn high. That is absolutely ridiculous. We'll have to wait and see the card list. Yeah, so cuz you're willing to pay $90 for a precon depending on what's in what's in it. Yes. I absolutely I I I'd drop 150 if that if the five color sliver deck had 10 fetches and 10 shocks I would drop you know probably over $150 on it. And not no. only not only because it gives me those cards but because I want to support Watsi making good decisions and reprinting. I still stand that Watsi should not price their product off the secondary market. I agree, but I don't. Th I think we're past that. Oh, we are so past that. So that's what they're doing. Yeah, they are not going to go back now. It's not true until it's officially denied, and they officially denied it. Have they? Well, they they've talked about it years and years and years ago, saying we don't watch the secondary market. We don't care. I think it's illegal for them to care. But you know they care. Look at the prices of this stuff. Absolutely, and look at the cards in it. Yeah, they're pricing. They're basing the price off the product of the product based off of the cards that are in it. Well, it and, irritates. and how how good those cards are and the secondary market it irritates the hell out of me too because i know i want them and they know that i know i want them and see and that's the thing about it are, are you willing like okay say they put everything that they have in there that you want but that pre-con's four hundred dollars oh are you gonna buy it for a hundred cards no i will not pay four dollars for every card including basic lands that's not worth it to me but those the secondary prices of all those fetches and those shocks is way more than what you're going to pay. I agree, but the point of printing these precons is to make them easily accessible to everybody. Which is going to drop the prices of them. But you see what I'm getting at? No, I get it. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just... I don't know. Only time is going to be able to tell on this. I can tell that this next two weeks is going to be a little rough for me in, in anticipation. I am definitely going to watch the... Watch the streams, you know, because Watsi does their weekly MTG, and I, I watched their weekly MTG when they first spoiled the Lord of the Rings cards. I blew up your phone with pictures of shit. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, that was yep. a couple months ago. Which was great, because I, I was working, and I was busy, and I didn't I was working, myself. too, but I, because of my job, I could just throw an earbud in and drive around and deliver mail while I had that on in the background, and every time I'd hear a, 
hear them talk about a card, I'd pull over and screenshot it and then keep driving and then look at the cards later. But yeah, I don't know. This this set is is gonna be more controversial in my opinion than the Lord of the Rings set. I was excited about it until I saw the price and then I went shit. Is it worth it? Is it yeah, is it gonna be worth it? Because look at the Modern Horizon set. Look how much so money I dumped. I dumped tons of money into the Modern Horizon Hundreds. set. Hundreds. And I got good cards. Yeah, I got your solitudes off you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I got I pulled a bunch of really good cards. I never did pull a Ragavan. Yeah, you pulled a healthy amount of fetches, though, which in my I opinion... I did, I did. That, that makes a lot, a lot of it worth it, because you're, you're currently playing a lot of those fetches. Yes. And you have a lot of them, you know, your Misty Rainforests and stuff sitting aside, your fucking pre-release card... But, you know, I, I, I'll dump the money into it to try and get the cards that I want, and I'm playing and stuff, and, and I like doing that more than buying singles. Well, the most frustrating... Well, I'm a singles buyer. The most frustrating part about all of this to me is they're not going to stop this because they know that people are going to buy it. They are going to... I mean, after a while, Commander Masters is going to be just as hard to find and just as expensive as Double Masters, the original. I actually have found some i have too i i know that we have a local shop in our area that still has some but all of our bigger stores you know i i've tried to avoid name dropping them but abu games phoenix fire deadly seven uh all about games and they don't have them no no they don't and Um, the only reason that captain comics has them is because i didn't even know that captain comics sold magic cards until i had talked with you see see now now you're you're giving it away now you know where my spot is. That's fine. But, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I guess let's... Now now all of our seven subscribing listeners... No, we're up to what, 12 now? I don't know. Yeah, now <laughs> they, they all know where the, the, I've the had secret to, spot in our area is. I've had to stop <laughs> because I, I paid attention to it too much that I'm like... I'm, I, I kept trying, but it's like there's nothing I can do about it right now. I can't make anybody listen to it at this point, and our second no. episode did not do very well. Anyways, well, it doesn't matter. Um, let's move off Commander Legends a little bit. Commander Masters. God damn it. I keep getting, getting them mixed up. I am so excited for Disney Lorcana. So I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. I'm not going to play it at all but every set that comes out i'm gonna drop a lot of money on it and try to collect at least one of every single card because i think it's awesome well no why won't you play it because it's not my style it's not fast enough it's not complicated enough there's no stack interactions that's same reason i kind of stopped playing pokemon i just have to sit there and let my opponent do their thing and i have no say in it i am a classic blue white control player that is my main style of play I love blue-white control because I can interact. I get to take turns on other people's turns. You just like to say in response. I do. I love it. I, I, people get mad at me because apparently there's Yu-Gi-Oh slang instead of in re- There's You're supposed to like, okay, chain one that, chain two this. That's apparently their version of in response. Yeah. But in you, I would go out and play Yu-Gi-Oh at like our local shops and be like, in response. And they're like, you, you don't get to do that. They're like, I am holding priority through all of this, and after all of my shit is on the stack, or their fucking chain, or whatever they call it, you know, then you get to do your thing. I'm like, I don't like this. Do you know how many times I have given you the evil eye death stare 
when you've said in response? Probably too many because I, I like blue white control. Because you're, just, I, I'll do something and it's not even like game winning something, and then <clears> you're just like in response, and I'm like, you mother. I know I did that to you tonight. Son of a bitch! You swung at me with a two two, and I turned it into a zero two, just because I could. Yeah, like, it was funny. Come on. And it had split seconds, so guess what you could do about it? Nothing. Can't say in response. Nothing. I can tell you that Absolutely much. nothing. Okay, yeah, so Lorcana, it is so cool. The cards in it, they got original art. It's not like, you know, like I've played uh, some of the Final Fantasy TCG, and all they did for that, they had some original art, which was cool, but all they did was take screenshots of the game and yeah. throw them on cards. Now, and I was so worried about them doing that. I... I, I, it's like I vaguely remember <clears throat> that there was some type of a Disney card game around Kingdom Hearts. I don't know anything well, I about that. I mean, that. It, it, it just... It, just, it, it might have... Let's look. Kingdom Hearts... Let's look up a CCG, collectible card game. Uh, yep, it is, a, it is a TCG. Yeah, see? I. But I don't know. And the Kingdom Hearts had all of the Disney characters in there, so why did it not take off? Why, why is this going to take off? Because th- we are in a time that trading card games are so absurdly popular because of a lot of the people who play them. I mean, look at Post Malone. I keep going back to him because I, I love that man, and my end goal for this podcast is to have him on eventually. <laughs> We're looking at a five-year goal. That's my goal. Five years, I want to have Posty on. But I think that we have, we have so many people playing. I mean, Magic's count is at like 10 million. And there's those people like me who it's like, yeah, I know of this card game's existence. I want to know about it. I want to play it. I want to know of its existence. I've played the Final Fantasy, Star Wars, Destiny, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, there's probably uh, Keyforge. I love Keyforge. I've played so many. And now there's another one, and it's centered around something that I know that's a part of my childhood and so many others' childhoods using it's characters. Disney. It's everybody's childhood. Exactly. I have Disney memorabilia from the 60s. From the opening day. Was it opening day? Yes. Yeah. I've seen the ticket. Right there. Yeah, you have an opening day ticket from Disneyland. And I have a, I have a Mickey Mouse pop signed by the... Uh, voice actor. I have so many I Mickey have Mouse a, pops. I have a like eight photo of Mickey Mouse signed by the voice actor. It's it's part of everybody's life. Exactly. So this is a nostalgia thing for me. This is strictly nostalgia. We have almost all of the first set uh, revealed, and it is glorious. It is so well put together. It doesn't, because obviously, you know, you got to have your quote-unquote mana, and all you do is you take your cards from your hand, and you put it face down. That is your mana, and you can do that once per turn. So it is exactly like World of Warcraft TCG. I have never played it. I don't know. That's exactly what you did in that one. I do know, however, that Disney Lorcana has been going through a lawsuit with one of the, like, TAPS TCGs, you know, the baseball cards. They've been going through a lawsuit off that because apparently disney took a little bit more allegedly they allegedly took a little more than they had probably realized from that but do you see this 
being a competitor for magic i'm not saying is it going to be bigger i'm saying do you think it's going to be bigger than Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon but right below magic or even at the same level as of now i know it's very I, hard to tell i see it being at the same level as pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh. um maybe depending on how the gameplay is um, I don't know if I like this turning it upside down. It's very it works. similar so, to Keyforge. Like I said, it's like it's like uh, World of Warcraft and everything like that. So it dependent it's dependent on that, and it's dependent on how the gameplay is and how complicated it is. It's not I, very complicated. I think their target market is going to be younger, younger kids. It is very it's, much it's, younger. Well, which is funny because Pokemon, when it came out, it was supposed to rival magic and it was supposed to be geared towards very young players now those young players are adults yeah oh and i, I love playing pokemon they're still in it that's how we met so i think if it does start out it might be a key forge level younger players but as time goes on if it if it lasts it will dominate so you know some of the the, the different stuff there because I, I see that happening completely because and, and I, the reason i say it's so because i i think you and i've played keyforge right i haven't played keyforge. okay so essentially at keyforge you have to reap which is turning your cards sideways to get these little gemstone fragments and i apologize i haven't played the game in a year or so i don't remember what they're called but once you have a certain amount during your quote-unquote upkeep you can turn one of your keys over. And when you the first player to three keys turned over wins. In Disney Lorcana, you send your heroes on quests, quote-unquote, to get ink. And once you have 20 ink, you win the game. Hmm. I guess I'd have to I'd have to see the rules and kind of see it played and just kind of get it because that doesn't really make too much sense. But yeah, and and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna probably buy a box. I'm gonna buy all the starter decks and the starter set and probably some play mats. I am so excited for this. I, I'll have to, I need to I'll have to go look at the art and see what everything looks like. But I mean, I'll probably buy some too. I mean, I've got thousands of World of Warcraft cards. I've got tons. I got of you into and I got you into Pokemon. Destiny. I've got I got Star Wars Destiny cards. You know. I, I, yeah, my I've damn got, cousin got me into Star Wars Destiny right before the game died, like six months. And it. then when it died, our local store, ABU, put all of the boxes up for 50% off. Like well, all of the products. All but the current set. Yes, the newest set, uh, which was ironically their last set. And I think I probably purchased 60% of their remaining inventory. I bought 18 boxes. Yeah, I, I bought 18 boxes boxes i have so much value in that game sitting in boxes that i don't want to go through and try to sell i could get probably close to five or six thousand dollars for it because the market for it right now is so high because they're they're still running tournaments mostly northeast it's 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 pretty big up there still they still run massive tournaments you know giving away old promos and play mats and stuff like that i have a ton of promos because i was our organizer when i worked at abu i was our organizer there and they just gave them to me they said we are not going to do anything with these they are yours i got all the tournament stuff which was awesome you know and yeah but anyways i do not see this competing with magic 
No. I think that magic is such a behemoth at this point that it is going to forever be the TCG. Well, in response. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you're going to say, I force of will. Go fuck yourself. Pact and negation. Your force of will. Swan song. Negate. Spell I mean, pierce. Sus- you you want to keep going? I'm going to suspend your, your swan song or spell pierce. Narset's reversal. You want to keep going? <laughs> I know them all. I play I blue. <laughs> but what I'm going to say with that is magic is so big and it's, 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 it's sitting on top. But if we keep seeing the increase in prices and it keep going up and up and up and up, eventually it's going to get to the point where you can't play it because it's too expensive. I I agree to an extent. I don't think... I think even if it hits the point that we're sitting at $250 for a draft booster box of a standard set, we're still going to have so many dedicated people that you it's will. going to stay you as will, the behemoth. It if it starts like say if it starts getting into the point where one one draft booster box is a thousand dollars. I don't think we'll ever hit that point. Well, I'm, I'm just exaggerating, but there's going if they push it to a point where you you over, you basically push out your demand because it's overpriced, then yeah, you're going to have some issues there. Which sucks because. Just like every other set, Commander Masters is going to be so overprinted, it's not even funny, but the price is still going to remain at $400 a box, if not more. Depending on the spoilers that we get, our local shops might put them up for 5 I believe I bought a box of Torment for $79.99. You are also so old, Hold it's on. not even funny. I bought a box of Torment for $79.99. Many years later, I bought a box of Dominaria for, I believe, eighty nine ninety nine. Yeah, uh, that's probably about because I love Dominaria. I, I was so after those Teferis, and I didn't I didn't know too much about the secondary market. But after that many years, it only went up a little bit. Yeah, and now it's we've jumped up twenty five plus bucks from that, and, and that's just been since. Dominaria. Let's assume you held a complete side note off topic. Let's assume you held on to that torment box and didn't open it. Yeah, how much you want to sell that for? How much you think? Probably, I don't want to know. Eleven hundred. Yeah. To be fair, there wasn't that set was not the greatest thing in the world. It it it's mostly that way because of just the age. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at torment now because I'm curious, but. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think that we're ever going to have anything quite as large as Magic the Gathering ever ever will be. No. I don't care. I no. Magic set such a high standard for trading card games, and Richard Garfield, that man is a genius. That man gave millions of players a community and you know something to look forward to with their friday night events and not only that but the collection behind it you're a collector i'm not i don't care i hell i hold on to cards that i feel like i'm gonna play you know and and i've quickly gone to regret selling off a lot of my cards but and that is why i don't sell off any more of my cards because i'm getting to that point every time i was like well this is this one's expensive and really high i'll sell it off and then 
the next thing I know is I need it. Yeah. So let, let's let's finish out. We got a little bit of time left. We're 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 at an hour twenty five right now, but you know we'll give it an extra little bit. I hear so much bullshit, and I've been cursing a lot this episode, and I apologize, but I hear so much bullshit about the commander stigma of everyone needs to have a good time. I think that's the most BS thing in the world. I think that playgroup depending, yeah, that can be a thing. It's 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 a fine line, and it depends on who you're playing with. And like, okay, tonight playing against that Kenrith sucked. Yeah, but it was cool seeing how Kenrith works. I've never played against a Kenrith. Five color value pile. That's all it is. And and it's like you're sitting there, sitting there watching them. It's like holy crap. That's yeah, that's awesome. Like uh, I can't so, believe you did that. And I'm like, maybe I should build one of those. And then I'm like, don't do it. No, no, that's just way. I mean. You're taking a turn on every single turn. Yeah, so to put it into perspective for for those listening, he had, by the time that the game ended, Platinum Angel, the triple... Oh, what is his name? Laboratory Maniac. Well, yeah, he had a Laboratory Maniac. Uh, Seedborn Muse, yep. Kess, Abyssin. Yep. What's the big green dude? Why oh, am I all Nick Bloom Agent. Yes, that was his board, and then he cast Ad Nauseam, and that was game. That was it. But mm-hmm. that board state, yeah, that, that sucked. But even though I didn't win, even though his objective was not to make his opponents have fun, I had a great time. I would play against that again. What's your opinion on on this? I mean, do you think that it is your job to make sure that the rest of the table has a good time? No. Why? To an extent. Why? Um... I think it's not my job to make sure that everybody needs to have a good time. However, if I sit down with a deck that takes turns that go on forever, or I'm mono green, yes, my mono green deck, or if I'm sitting down with something where I'm playing all my lands and all my cards on everybody's turn and doing stuff and I'm so slow about it, then that that is not, that's kind of an issue. Or if I sit down with a deck that is going to steamroll everybody, then, then I'm sitting there in the aspect where I'm like, okay, this is not fun for everybody. In fact, there's times where I have cards in my deck that I kind of get a feel for the play table and it's like, I'm not going to cast this one because it's just going to make for a really bad time. And I do that all the time, too, because I like to play with newer people. And the reason that these newer people go on to build very strong, very successful decks is because I am notorious for not taking it easy on new players. I think that the most gen to an extent, I think the most genuine experience that you're going to have is seeing how one of the better decks does so that way you can have something to be excited about to look forward to you know my my good friend blake who we're gonna have on the podcast in the near future i taught him how to play right as the innistrad sets were coming out so last year right or a couple of years ago and he is he gets decks now that he builds that he destroys me with good and the reason that he got there and he's given me credit i'm not at all taking this for myself he said i wanted to build something that you could not beat yes 
And Dave I even I do it all the time. Yeah, we weird, sit down and yeah. play with each. Like I put cards in my deck just to piss just me off. to piss you off, and, and I to do beat the same. You. Yep, tell up. And and that and that's all good and fine. But you know, when we're sitting down like tonight, um, where I was playing Sir Conrad, there was something I could have done, but I was like, I'm not gonna do that. And I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, that's not gonna be fun for anybody. It's it's gonna suck. But going up against somebody who had a stronger deck or stronger deck or, or, you know, my Conrad hadn't, you know, gone off so well. That was gross. I would have done it. But, you know, it, it had gone off so well. It's like, well, you know, I don't want to, you know, like somebody to think, oh, you just CDH'd us. And it's like, no, because, you know, as long as people are playing and they're being able to play their stuff and they're being able to do their stuff and I, I'm still having fun if I get beat. I agree. Especially and, if I get to see, you know, if I see, you know, something cool happen. Like, when I first got beat by Narset, I'm like, oh, that was awesome. That was cool. Yeah, it was really fun watching you take nine extra turns and win it with a card that was actually illegal to win to. Well, still, but I was looking at the <laughs> fact that I got to see your combo off. So it's like, cool. However, every time I sit down and it's like, oh, all right, well, I get to take... Then you know, the next game, it's like, well, all right, I got nine turn free turns coming up. It's like, you okay, scoop. it's like, well, we're not, I'm not playing Magic anymore. Yeah, when it hits that point, yeah, when you when you start stacking your opponents out when it's inappropriate, whether that be extra turns or just not being able to play. Now, if I go in, yeah, knowing that's why I'm saying when it's inappropriate, you know, there. If I sit down at a CDH pod or again with Andrew and I see that he's playing Wind Grace, I can very easily say I would prefer you play a different deck. But no, I know that he's going to have fun. Cool. I'm into it. What do I have to lose? I, there's no money on the line. What do I give a fuck? Well, like if you're sitting down with four people at CDH, yeah, you know that each of these decks are going to just dominate. So you have to look at and see. It's like, oh, this person's going to combo off right now. Can we stop him? Yeah. No? Okay, shuffle up. Let's play game two. And... When you when you play longer games and you're so invested, that's when people get salty. When you do some crazy shit after they've been invested and they're like, I didn't even get to do anything that I wanted to do. Yeah. Well and I've I've had more games than I can count where I am in such a domineering position and I have a card in my hand, like you said, that just makes it not fun and I'm like, you know, I'm going to win. It's inevitable. There are so few things, and I know the decks that I'm around so well, that they are going to lose. So let's give it a few turns. And if I lose, then I have the mental knowledge of knowing I could have won. I probably should have won. But, you know, we... Can we go back to it? Because what an asshole this guy was It you know that we played with tonight. Because the Kenrith dude, fine. Whatever. We couldn't have done much. You and I were drawn nothing good. The other girl that we were playing with, she did great. She was MVP in my position or in my opinion. But the first game that we played, the guy who the Slivers player who I was sitting next to, right as I won the game and killed him off, he was so salty because he was like, "Oh, I I could have won last last turn had I played my cards right." And I'm sitting there like, "Well, you didn't. So what? Pack yeah. up your cards and move to the next game." I thought I had that game. Exactly. And when I saw what you did, I was like, shit, son of a bitch. That was, that was impressive. Like, Gary for the MVP. 
Yeah, Gary is MVP always. So, you know... Gary uh, beats force of will. I, I wasn't mad about that. I mean, you pulled off something super cool. But then to turn around... But I got to do what Conrad's, Conrad does. And I got to do it, and it was fun, and I had a good time. I milled a shit ton of cards... Well, and if we let that sliver player do what he wanted to do, you were milling us so hard that I, I saw Mana Drain, Pact of Negation, Force of Will, Gamble, Demonic Tutor. You know, I saw so many combo pieces, and it's like, dude, we're not playing that. Like, yeah, cool, counter a few things here and there, but you are not reading the table, Mm-mm. you know? And then to turn around and be salty for losing because you misplayed? Dude, suck it up, learn from it, move to your next well, game. The problem is he didn't misplay. The problem is oh. Sir Conrad. Put all the shit in the graveyard. Yep. And yeah. like I said, I was I was happy and having a good time because he did the deck did what I, I designed it to do. Yeah. And and even though my deck didn't. And yours didn't, but yet you still came around with the win. Man, I was so pissed. And that was impressive. The first mill that you had put my citadel in the graveyard. I was so mad. The the angel guy next to me, I I didn't sit there when he played that card and he named creatures and he wasn't taking any damage and he was swordsing this and doing this and doing that. I wasn't mad at him. I'm just like, okay, how the hell can I get rid of that? What can so, I do? So I can start making him take damage in mill. And that, that and that's what I was trying to do. I wasn't like, that, that, that asshole's got this out there and he's not letting me win. You know? Nah. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's where I I, I... I have played games where if, I, if I'm if i sitting there and I don't play Magic, or if I'm sitting there... Like, I played against one, one guy in a four-thing group, and his turns took... I know what you're talking 30 about. 30 minutes. I know what you're talking you about. Know I was there. You, yeah. I wasn't I'm, in the pod, but I was there, and I remember waiting for you, and I waited like 20 minutes. And, you, yeah, and I'm like, it's still his turn. Yeah. And we're like, dude... Like, wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. We're done here. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, your deck was cool, and it did a lot of combos. I think he played Brago, didn't he? No, he was playing something oh. I've never seen before. I thought he had a Brago on board, at least. Cause I, I he had I a Brago on board, yeah. but he Yeah, okay, so we're thinking about Brago. the same game. Yeah, we've we've played a lot of games, and I, I stick strongly at it is not my job to make sure you have a good time. I, if I wanted to make sure that that was a thing, I'd build Group Hug. But I'm not going to, because that's not my strategy. That's not my playstyle. I want to win. I go to these events to win. That's well, why I started playing what Modern. events? I, I even think going, you know, it, we, we got put, so our game store has multiple versions of tiers that you can play. There's casual, mm-hmm. restri- uh, unrestricted, and competitive. I like to play unrestricted pretty much solely. Casual... Our shop has no infinite turns, or no extra turns, no land destruction, no combos, nothing. You're not allowed when you play casual. And for a while, that's all they had. And then they added unrestricted, which is you're allowed infinite combos. You're allowed to pretty much dominate the game as long as you do it a little later. So as long as I'm not playing, you know, Sanguine Bond Exquisite Blood on turn two, but I can play it on turn seven, we're fine. And then competitive is, is competitive. But when I'm playing in an unrestricted pod... I'm going I'm I'm trying to win. I don't care about what you play. I care about the fact that I now have card advantage. I'm trying to get my strategy done. Fuck you. Let me do me, you know. Which and I think that's where you and I differ. 
I sit down and with the idea of a goal that I am going to, you know, I want to win. But I read the table and I'll play the cards as best as I can to not destroy the table. If I if that's what I'm going for, if I'm going to try and dominate, yeah, I'm going to just try and dominate. And, you know, I want to win because everybody sits down and they play to win. But in a casual situation like, you know, sitting down tonight and playing, I, I want to sit down and play and let my deck do what it does. I want to see my deck do what it does. I want to see somebody else's deck do what it does. And... I don't think we saw that from the angel player. No, I was I was a little disappointed. He was not drawing what he needed, but it's also a mono white deck. Yeah, little little on the weaker side, that's for sure. And the the sliver player, I mean, he I, got I, milled so hard, and I I had I, I think he could still have done a lot more than what he did. And there was a couple of turns he he left up tons of mana. I and I shut him down so hard because i post sigil them twice which for those who don't know if any player plays a green spell i can pay two black mana to look at their hand and make them discard a card i did it twice the first time i made him discard a force of will the second time i made him discard the first sliver which gives all of his slivers cascade yep i shut his deck down he had nothing and i don't feel bad about it because well a now that now that i know he was salty i really don't feel bad about it but b well, he sat down with a with a cdh deck yes that deck if we let that go unchecked he would have won very quickly oh yeah you know he was tutoring for cards using his you know his commander and it just wasn't it wouldn't have been fun so i'm happy that he didn't win not strictly because he was a douche at the end but because he did not read the table see and i don't think he 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 didn't have a good time I don't care. But I had fun. <laughs> I did too. See, and so did the Angel player who got his ass handed to him that entire game. Oh, yeah. I think he was just proud of that <coughs> damn Angel that it wasn't... Yeah, getting... it just shut you down. You I just was, couldn't do anything yeah, about I it. Yeah, I was not liking that. I think he felt pretty good about that one. And I hope he had fun because that was... Also, while we were at the table, I didn't want to be a douche and a rules lawyer, but they were playing Necropotence wrong. I looked it up. They were wrong. I thought they were yep, wrong. Yep, yep. They said that you had to discard... Ne- any extra cards from Necropotence? That's not true. You that the whole reason of it being at the end end phase end step is so you have a whole turn with those cards, yes. a whole round. That's why you you do it. I wasn't going to argue with them, and I, I yeah, I wasn't either. But I looked it up and I kind of kept my phone hidden so they didn't see me. But I'm like, yeah, no, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, the the next my next turn, I would have had to discard down to hand size. Yes. and but had you not emptied your hand enough, but yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm sitting down to win, and at the end of the day, that's what I want to do. That's why I'm playing Modern. That's well, why I'm trying to get into Pro Magic, okay, so is because here, I'm trying to win. Well, yes. In that in that aspect, I would say yes. Go for that. In a commander casual situation... This was not casual, though. Well, I, even, I considered what we played tonight. It casual. was more on the casual side, but the, the fact that we were playing Unrestricted alone, and I was playing against Slivers and Angel Tribal, which I can promise had an Avacyn in it, and oh, they just I didn't draw. I guarantee it. I'm well, like, no, all bets are off right now. But see, in my what I'm looking at that is, I'm not in a tournament and I'm not getting anything at the end for for getting first. No, I agree. It it is it is what I would consider a casual thing. Yes, it's at your your local game store and it's not just a bunch of friends at home playing. But I I, I see that. Yeah, play to win, but also try to try everybody needs to you know let everybody i hope everybody has a good time i want to sit down and play magic i don't want to sit down and and have you play magic 
and all I ever do is watch you play Magic. Well, then let's let's pull up a couple comparisons here because we all know the Jimmy Wong curse. He gets mana screwed or mana flooded. He doesn't do anything. So while the rest of the... And I get that that's different because it's for to put on YouTube. It's not like they can just scoop up and go to the second one because they're paying people by the hour to sit there and watch the cameras, this and that, With to make sure everyone has that, a good time. That is not... That that's not like saying it, Josh is sitting down with the CDH deck and just rolling over. Everybody. No, but all the games we played, minus the girl in our second pod, we were playing pretty similar decks. I mean, yeah, yeah the Slivers player, little higher than all of us. The Kenrith player, a little higher than all of us. But it, had you and I drawn the right cards that second game, I don't want to be the con- my controller's broken guy. The sun was in my eyes. I don't want to be that. But. There is truth behind knowing had we done some of the better plays or drawn better cards, we could have done a lot more. I mean, had I I played that card that turned all your stuff into zero twos, mm-hmm. I should have played that on him later. Oh, it should have killed Kinrith as soon as it hit the board. Yeah, but at that time, I was just, it was a meme. I didn't think that he had, I thought it was more of a budget deck because, again, we were sitting down in a more casual thing, whatever, but. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's. You have to read the table, and it's the situations that you're in. If you're in a situation where it is a competitive situation or it's a higher-level com- like play group, yeah, tear it up. But I found out, like, Blake and... Um, Andrew? No, his Is- girl. Isabel. Isabel. Don't ever want to play with me. You do. Yeah. Your decks are just as mean as mine are. If not a little little more. But yet they still want to play with you. Yes. So if that's the case, then maybe they just don't want to play with me because I only have a face for radio? <laughs> yeah, there's a reason that we haven't posted your picture yet. <laughs> or mine, to be fair. <laughs> no, so that's what I'm saying is, is, is I... I don't think my decks were that bad, but I mean, I would like to sit down and play with some of Blake's new decks. The thing is, and because uh, it's mostly Isabel, and, and Isabel, to be fair, doesn't really like playing with me either. She just does it because you know they they only play against each other. But even then, you know, I I went when Andrew and I went over afterwards. We they were all playing. It it was Blake, Isabel, a friend of theirs, and his wife, and they were all playing and having a great time. Um, what sucked is is both of the new players. I mean, the the friend and her, and his wife, they were very new. Like this was the his wife's first game and the guy's second game. So what Andrew and I did is I sat next to the guy and helped him because he was playing a post deck. Cause, okay. Yeah, because he was playing Carrick. Because uh, Blake built one because he liked mine so much, which is awesome. I'm I'm happy. And uh, the girl was playing a precon of some sort. I don't remember. And we walked them through like step by step, like this is what you should do, this is how you do it. I actually helped the guy win playing post because I know the deck so well, this and that. But as soon as they finished, and we were gonna sit, we were planning on playing a six-person pod, but the girls were like, "No, we're not playing against Andrew." And Ouch. even Isabel didn't want to play against me because I'm oppressive. I I go into the game saying. I mean, Isabel's deck is nothing to fuck around with. She plays Edgar Markov Vampire Tribal. That deck is disgusting. She doesn't play it right. 
And she's gotten a lot better. No, that's good. She's she's. She, I mean, she pilots it fantastic. The last time I sat down and played with Blake and her in the group, I played a my Blanca deck. Yes, I, I destroyed you. Yeah, well, you ruined me. I was done, and you were very salty about I it. I was pissed because I had never seen that happen before. And even though I blocked, you gave it trample and double strike, which I read the card wrong. I have to tell you, I did read the card wrong. Okay, cool. So does this even out the no. approach of the second sun thing? No. no? So okay, sure. All of sure. that time that I worked on trying to find a way to get that trample on there, I forgot that if you read the first top part of his ability is if I've cast three spells this turn, he automatically gets trampled. What a vibe. It doesn't know, matter. Right? You won anyways. But... The rest of the table destroyed me after that. Yeah, you got targeted, and vampires are very hard to go oh, up yeah, against. Oh yeah, yeah. So God, she, she got so so, so she hates playing with me, but yet so all I Blake. did was kill you, and they they just got scared. They killed me. Plus, they'd also uh, dragons won that one, if I remember right. Dragons won. Oh yeah, yeah. We were playing a five person game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, I mean that's where it comes down to. It's like yeah, I took you out, but I didn't win overall. No, but you were very scary. And, and I think that they mostly just didn't want to play with you because of past. You know, because, yeah, you you and I tend to go hard against each other and kind of let them build up their boards. But by the time that you and I, I mean, usually it takes one card to come out on top. That's, in my opinion, a game of Commander is decided by one card. Not... One fucking counterspell. Sometimes, yeah. When I cast <laughs> Demonic Constitution... And Thassa's Orc. That was so funny. That was good. Hold on. We'll, we'll finish it out with this little story. That was good. So, a while ago, we were trying to record our games so we could post them online. Kind of do like a playing with Power MTG where I will voice over it and just cut it all and make it look cool and slick. We're going to continue to try to record it in the future, but we're going to switch it up. We'll get to that in the future. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the, the play quality wasn't what we no. felt was entertaining enough. Yeah, plus the editing, it was just taking me so long, because there was a lot more involved. But anyways, we were supposed to record, and I got a random dude online who just wanted to come play some Magic. He'd been playing for years and years and years and years. He had a Godo deck that was easily worth 4.5k. What why, <laughs> why did, what happened to him? Why doesn't he, he come back and play? I just haven't reached out to him. Uh, I should. Reach out to him. I, I mean, will. he came with that Godo deck, and, and I had a good time playing with him. But anyway, so we, we were playing, and you were playing Yuriko. Mm -hmm. He was playing Godo, Godo, and I was playing Urza. <laughs> Because I don't have a deck that can compete high enough. My post deck was way too slow. So I'm like, listen, the least I can do is get some bodies out on the board. Try and do something. And we were a little late game. Nothing was really going on. We were all drawn pretty dead. And you decided to go balls to the wall. You got your combo pieces. You cast... I, I cast... Demonic Thassa's, Console? No, I cast Thassa's Oracle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And with Thassa's Oracle on the stack, I casted Tainted Pact. And I decided to do the big balls play... And counter Thassa's Oracle, letting the Tainted Pact resolve, exiling your entire library. And then you die. Yep. <laughs> so, I, I, my last little side story before we wrap up, which is very similar. I was playing with a good friend of mine, David. I gotta get with him again soon. But we were at playing at ABU, just him and I. We, we really wanted to get in a game. And our tournament organizer was like, hey, I don't really have much going on right now. I just called out a lot of games. It's going to be a while unless you guys want to play CDH. And I was like, 
Okay, well, I guess we'll do that and get our asses kicked, but at least we're getting to play a little bit. So there was a Godo player, a Yuriko player, I don't remember what I was playing, and David was playing uh, elves. He's playing Elf Ball, the uh, the really popular one. La- Lathril? Yeah, it's Lathril. Yeah. He was playing Lathril. I, I know I was playing white because this Godo player gets a god hand on turn one. And he was going last, and all I had was a basic island, or a basic planes, untapped. So he casts, when he finally gets all of his pieces out, he casts Last Chance. Which, are you familiar with Last Chance? Yeah, so take an extra turn after this one, you lose the game at the end of that turn. Mm-hmm. So, But it, he was going to win. So he decides to move to combat. Or, uh, yeah, he's trying to move to his combat phase. You know what I do? I path to exile his Godo. <laughs> And, and he lost <laughs> and, and that was it done. yuriko ended up winning obviously but we're gonna wrap it up there we ran a little long today uh, yeah i was gonna say um we're working on uh getting some face uh, facebook page up uh, instagram. instagram so instagram the mana crypt uh you know go ahead on over there we're working on getting a lot of stuff done right now i'm working on tokens that we can give out to people uh you know i i believe Corey, you're working on a couple hats and we're trying to get our names out there so yeah, tell so your friends trying to get some hats um are uh, gonna be looking more into to throwing up some youtube shorts uh eventually we would like to get this into a a instead of a podcast it'll be more of a video podcast I yeah guess. yeah we'll still post it on spotify it'll be pretty much the same as this but if you get on youtube we'll we'll have videos you'll get a look at our ugly mugs yeah yeah we'll be able to post cards as we talk about them you know we have a lot going on uh if you have any interest in if you think that you have what it takes to battle our wits and skill and you want to come argue with us shoot us a dm Manacrypt on Facebook, Manacrypt on Instagram. Come hang out with us. All right. We'll see you all next week. Have a good night. Deuces.